It is the Baking It Down podcast with Sugar Cookie Marketing. Welcome to the Baking It Down podcast. I am Corey, one of your hosts, and I am accompanied by Heather, my eldest twin sister, as your other host. Heather, if someone is just tuning in for the first time, what can they expect in this podcast? Speaking as your only eldest twin sister, they can expect an excerpt from the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group on Facebook. And now that is actually the name of the Facebook group. You can search that Facebook group, request to join, do answer all the entrance questions, and Corey will let you in where you're going to be lambasted with like-minded bakers learning how to sell and market more effectively online. And that is my favorite part of that group. But I know that as bakers, we have a lot of baking that we have to do. We can't always be on our phones, on our laptops, on our computers. And that is why we've created this podcast where we cover one tip each week that can hopefully help your business grow just a tinge. I like it. Just a tinge. Not a lot. Not a lot. Just enough. Just enough. Just enough to keep us. So what I wanted to talk about this week is actually what I'm going to talk about in a Facebook Live in a mere two hours. And that would be, what are collabs? And digging in a little bit more to the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. Christmas in July, collab. Okay, so collabs are everywhere. Every industry probably has a collab. If we niche down just a little bit more, these are called baking collabs. And it's when bakers come together and create a bake or content that has to do with the theme and they all post it on the same day so what's the goal of a collab there is many goals of the collab i think a lot of people when they think about these collabs think of it as like this is taking away the time that i could be baking orders for people and they they opt out because they're not seeing the positives of the collab but collabs and collaborations are great for growing your business too and specifically when we do them on instagram it grows your reach and your engagement so let's take it all the way back to like i'm clueless i don't know anything i've just learned to walk yesterday what is a collab okay i'm gonna say it like i'm putting on this collab myself okay okay say i like cats so the the last collab i created myself i co-collab with someone it was it was a cat collab you made anything that had to do with cats as long as it was a bake so i made cat cookies someone made a cat cake as long as it was like dealing with a cat you were part of this collab step one there's a theme step one is a thing step two there's a date step two there is a date that will everyone will post on the same exact day they're a photo of their in this example cat yes Yes. So whether that be a cookie collab or a cake collab or an amalgamation of both or all, I'm sure the Tumblr people have collabs. Yeah, all the time. One of the hot sauce people probably have collabs. Sure they do. So everyone will get together and prep by creating this theme on the given date at a given time using a specific hashtag. hashtag. So that is one of the most important parts of a collab. And that comes back around to what is the goal of a collab. Like you mentioned just a second ago, that sometimes the goal is to push yourself to try new things. Mm-hmm. So you can say, hey, we got we want to do a type of decorating, right? A type of uh, yeah, Say if you wanted to do a floral collab, um, you know, you could make any type of floral. A lot of people push themselves to do something they've never done before, um, which is super neat. That's, that's definitely a goal of the collab you could do. So that's almost a skill set collab. Yeah. Now then you have other collabs, which are almost networking. Networking. I've met a ton of bakers through collabs, uh, ones I can call friends, known them for a few years. Um, so that's also a 
point of a collab. Another point of a collab is to bring awareness. Um, I that see a lot of charities that are being highlighted. I'm going to bring up Susan Reed. Oh, Susan Reed was a good one. Yes. So if you're if you're new to collabs, you don't know who Susan Reed is, and you don't know anything about it, we are having a Christmas in July cookie collab on July 29th. The goal of this collab, unlike other collabs, is actually to just work ahead. Instead of the collab where it pushes your skill set or a collab where we raised awareness, this one is going to get you working on your Christmas offerings here in July. So come Christmas when you're actually busy, uh, you're like, hey, I'm so glad I did that collab. I got my pictures ready to go. Exactly. So the theme is Christmas, but it's not just any Christmas. It's an offering you're going to have in December, but you're going to do it in July for this collab. You're going to have your pictures ready. So when December actually comes around and your your people forgot whatever you posted because it was six months ago, you're going to be first to market, which means you're going to be first to get those right off the bat sales. And that's the purpose of this collab. So people might be left with a question. Okay, so I'm not posting on July 29th. That's just when it's due. No. <laughs> so Heather said it was a tinge bit confusing. We are posting on July 29th. And what we're going to do is we're just going to do a Christmas in July collab. So the copy is not going to deal with anything salesy. It's going to just be like Christmas in July. You are not selling these. You are just having a fun reason to post your Christmas offerings today. Whether you want to say, guys, hey, I'll see you guys. This cute cookie will see you in six months. Or, hey, let me explain to my audience what a collab is. We're halfway through the year. Let's celebrate. We're, you know, the days might be getting a little cooler. You can package this collab however you want. Now, here is the benefit of partaking in a collab, especially when it's on Instagram. The group, the group is 35,000. Mm-hmm. Typically in collabs, we have around 150 people that participate, maybe mm-hmm. to 200. So on the same day, at the same time, using the same agreed upon hashtag, you'll post this photo of your Christmas in July bake with whatever copy you want, as long as it includes that hashtag. What happens is everyone else who participated is going to come and engage with that post. When people engage with your post, it tends to reach more feeds. And that is truly the marketing and sales benefit of a collab is that manufactured engagement that you get from other participants. And it's not just feeds of random people. A lot of times it's feeds of people who follow you, who you may have fallen out of their their feed because they don't engage with your content as much. This will give you the opportunity to get back in front of them and hopefully they engage with your content and you can start creating that um, social engagement again. A little bit, if we pop open the proverbial trunk of Facebook, I guess hood, sorry, not trunk. You can do trunk. trunk. (laughs) It's a Tesla. (laughs) We take out the battery of the Tesla Facebook. What happens on Facebook is when a post is made and it has steady amount of engagement, Facebook says, well, people must like this. We're going to continue to show this to more people. So even though you may be engaging with people who are not connected to, and our intention with the collab is never a follow for follow, it's comments and likes. Uh, what's going to happen is it's going to push your post into the feeds of your followers, which if you've been really focusing on your target audience will be people who can actually order from you. Mm-hmm. And that is the beautifulness of a collab. So while I am covering this in the Facebook Live tonight, I want to go through the workflow one more time. So let's actually take Corey, sure. your bakery and your offering, and we're going to just build this out. Okay. So if the go live date, the collab date is July 29th, when and what are you deciding to do for this? So I'm already looking around now at what I want to offer for December. Is it going to be the advent calendars? If so, I'm going to use that for my July bake collab. 
so I can have it ready for December. Um, because those cost me grief and they're very tiny and take me forever. I'm not going to do that, but I'm probably going to do something a little bit different than that. I got the Santa face mm-hmm. and the Mrs. Claus face. Here, here. And I thought I would put those doubly in a box. So, so we're talking about two cookies for you. Yes. You already ordered the cutters last year. You ordered them just now. Just now. They just came in yesterday. Nice. So you're shopping ahead. Yep. Uh, there's no rush fee. There's no last minuteness because Christmas is so far away. So Corey's still ahead of the game. Do you have your packaging option ready? Ordered it with them. The place that I ordered the cutters on. Like, so sold who is it? Um, it was Sweet Design Shop and JH Cookie Co. Oh, nice. So yeah. they partnered or something? No. I just shopped both places. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said one gave you the box and the cutters in a... You know, JH Cookie Co. had the boxes, oddly, and then Sweet Design Damn. Shop had the cutters. So, so, nice. I, so we got Sweet Design Shop. The JH Cookie Co. Mm-hmm. boxes. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to bake what day? I'm hopefully going to give myself a week runtime because I want to be able to stage the, the photo correctly, more Christmassy. Okay. So I will have to go and find those Christmas props because they are packed away. Go down to the fridge. Open <laughs> yeah. it up. Go down. So you're going to create a completely Christmas vibe as if this photo could be posted December 2022. A thousand percent. Okay, so it's July 29th. Mm-hmm. You're actually working that day, and you're not available to make the post. What do you do? I'm going to get on Facebook Planner, and I can actually schedule the post ahead of time. So you're going to post it to Facebook? No, you can post to Instagram through the Facebook Planner. Right. So a lot of people say, well, can I do this on Facebook? Technically, not right now. I think maybe with the new page experience, this will be a Facebook feature. But because Facebook does not integrate well with hashtags, it is not the ideal place for you. So I'm actually going to challenge you. If you can't participate with Instagram, you can still get ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to get all the benefits of a collab if you're not on Instagram. Right. So people are like, well, I don't have an Instagram profile. Then this is not the collab for you. But I would challenge you. There's probably a lot of orders sitting on that platform for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the time to jump in. So, okay, let's pretend Corey, Corey is not working on July 29th. So at 10 or 11 mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time. It's mm-hmm. important that we all understand the time zones because my 11 is the next time zones 10, the next time zones, you know, 9. Yeah. Uh, and then you Aussies, you guys can use Planner. Pretty sure you'll be sawing logs. Um, but what's going to happen is Corey's going to make that post. She's going to have a nice caption. She's going to use emojis. And then she's definitely going to use a hashtag, sugar cookie marketing collab. All one word. You're going to use it as a hashtag. Mm-hmm. And what that's going to do is allow everyone else at the same time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so whatever time zone that translates to you, you can jump on Instagram. You can make your post. And you can also go engage with everybody else's post. Absolutely. Can I talk about collab faux pas yes. that I've seen in the past? I'd like to know them. Um, it's great to participate in the collab, but here's some things that will help you get the most out of the collab. Actually give a caption that asks a question. We want to give you the engagement because we're a part of the collab too, but give us something to work with. Don't just have like the Santa Claus emoji and that be the only thing in your caption. Give us like, what's your favorite memory about Christmas? Because asking us a question makes it easier for us to give engagement. If you just do something like an emoji in the caption, we don't have a lot to go off of other than that's a super cute set. So really posting engaging uh, captions is going to kind of help you get more engagement, which is the goal of this collab, right? It is the goal. The next, should I say faux pas? Is that even correct? The next strategy, I guess. Fox paw. The next fox paw of this, um, posting way late. Not a good one because time is truly of the essence in squeezing the most juice out of a collab, right? Yes. So... 
I've proven this over and over again, the more engagement, the more likes, the more reactions, the more comments you get right when you post will boost you in the algorithms. Uh, You'll get shown in more feeds. So if we are all posting at 11 Eastern Standard Time and you post eight hours late, because, you know, life does get in the way, I totally understand. You're not getting all of the juice for all of your hard work. Um, So if we can post at 11 and get all those likes and comments right away, you're going to see such a, a boost in your post. You looked at people's posts when they did the collab compared to the post right before prior and did the likes versus that post versus the post prior. Did yeah. you see Anyone a- that posted before, the last collab went live at 10 a.m. This won't be 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, the collab that went live at 10 a.m., somebody, some people didn't use Facebook Planner. They just posted before they left for work. Is that the worst thing? No. But did they get the most juice out of it? Also, no. They were way too far ahead. Then we had people who posted way after the clap. I can guarantee you they actually suffered the most because everyone is pretty done engaging with that content by that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I would like to challenge you, it's not a faux pas, but it's an insider tip, is go engage with everybody. You're like, well, that's because it's the club rules. It is. But just like in the 3 by 3 by 3 challenge, when you engage in tandem with making a post, it tends to give your post again in more people's feeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you even want to congruently run your day 3 by 3 by 3 challenge on the same hour and time that you were making your collab post, you're going to see better results from your post. Yeah. And I will say the average likes that people were getting was probably five times their normal their normal like count. Mm-hmm. Not saying likes are the, the end all be all, but if you're looking at an engagement metric, just from what we can see as outsiders looking in, that was a tremendous growth day mm-hmm. for these folks. I would almost encourage people to start the three by three by three challenge. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I did a Facebook live on it last week. You can find that in the sugar cookie marketing group. Look for the events tab at the events tab. It's not there. It is a Facebook glitch. Keep refreshing until it does show up. But go find past events, three by three by three challenge explained. Now that's a monthly long kind of fun engagement challenge. But if you started that today and built up until the collab on July 29th, you're going to see such different metrics than you're typically used to. You absolutely will. Another faux pas. Hold on. I just had it and then it just totally escaped. But I'm just going to look at you until it comes up. (laughs) Hold on. You come up with a Oh, here it is. Make sure... In addition to using in our collab is the same um, hashtag every time. It's hashtag sugar cookie marketing collab. Collab has two L's. <laughs> I had a certain the collab. <laughs> the collab. Um, also use your local hashtags. You can trend for a hashtag. I follow a bunch of local hashtags because I'm local and it allows me to engage with other people's content that are local, which is, you know, the goal, more local sales and orders. So make sure you're also, in addition to using the hashtag sugar cookie marketing lab, really taking advantage of using those local hashtags. So if I went to, I'd do, you know, Nova Foodies, DMV Eats, Yelp Nova, all those people love food just as much as I love making food. So it will boost me in those hashtags and I can trend in those hashtags just because I took advantage of the hashtag sugar cookie marketing collab. So don't just use that one, one hashtag. <laughs> Let's just get all of the juice we can and use those local hashtags too. You can use up to 30 hashtags. And we did a test in the cookie college. Um, someone had said, Instagram's now suggesting using only five hashtags. No, not the truth. We did a test 
still use as many hashtags as you can. It has not benefited anyone to use only five hashtags. So make sure you're taking advantage of the full gamut that hashtags can give you. So here's what I like to preach. Again, at the end of the day, if you don't have time or you don't know or you don't care, you don't have to do this. We're just telling you best practice. Go out best practice. So you might say... Um, I'm just going to post DMV Eats, like Corey said. She said to put Nova Foodies. But I live in Texas, but she said to push Nova Foodies, so that's what I'm going to do. No, unfortunately, you're going to have to do your own hashtag research, which sounds horrifying, but here is your cheat code. There are influencers in your area. There are foodie influencers in your area, and they are already using the hashtags that you need to find. The way you're going to find them is you're going to probably go to location search on your Instagram feed. It's not profile search, it's location search for a very popular restaurant in your area. Then go to top post and click on it. Odds are that person is probably a foodie. Check out the hashtags that they're using and pick out the ones that seem hyper local to you. You can actually click on those hashtags and see how many people are using them and at what frequency. We want the most popular. We only have so much real estate when it comes to 30 hashtags. Sounds like a lot, isn't. Um, And we wanna make those have the biggest bang for your buck. So what I'm gonna challenge you is to not use just hashtag foodie. No. And if you look up like hashtag sugar cookies, there's 4.1 million mentions. That's too many mentions. If you're going to look up a local hashtag, it's going to have a lot, like a lot less mentions. That's because it's local. It's so niche and it's so pinpointed that you don't need 4.0 million mentions. You might have a couple thousand. Hashtags research in this capacity is almost a less is more, especially when it comes to local. Now, I know it says more is more. The more people that see this, Heather, correct in some ways. And what you can do is you can mix and match hashtag popularity. So let's say Corey uses sugar cookies of Instagram as a hashtag, very popular, high mention. She uses sugar cookie marketing collab, probably middle of the road. And then she uses DMV foodies, which is going to be a lot more local, a lot less usage, but it is hyper local. We can use the three of them to kind of play off of each other and see which one kind of hits more. Mm -hmm. If you are going to be late to the collab, do not feel like that is us saying don't do it. This whole point of this collab, while it is to get juice and end up in more feeds, it's also to put you in front of your competition come December. So if you can, put you in front of visually, but get you ahead of, get you ahead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, competition, what do you want to do? This is what I'm making. You should make it too. But what we want you to do is we want you to be proactive. If this is the slow time, we are getting ready to go into the fast time. We're going to be in the fast lane with Heather behind the cop that's pulling her over. So we want you to take advantage of this time and really be proactive. Our last collab was a Susan Reed collab. That was an awareness collab. We did a Main Street marketing collab where we highlighted a business in your hometown that was a very localized collab that really showcased someone in your town that you could create a relationship with and tons of people made sales from that yeah but look at who the target was the target with the main street collab was local businesses right Mm -hmm. so then it was kind of a bit of a turnoff to your bakery followers Mm -hmm. cool that's not who i was essentially it's not my target doesn't mean it's Uh, not your target, but you'll see that the target audience, which is always a question you have to ask between what you're doing in marketing and is it worth it, as in, like, is it supporting the goal that you want? In the Susan Reed collab, that was to a lot of bakers, but it also led your target audience, your local audience, into a little bit of the industry. Mm -hmm. And then now we have the Christmas in July collab, which is almost working ahead, but letting your local audience know what you're going to be offering. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have to just do a single bake? 
Could you do your entire Christmas offering? If you were doing your entire Christmas offering, like yeah. hats off. Yeah. You got, you, you're, you're just sticking the landing. Can I be you when I go out? Right. Christmas got not, Santa Claus is like, woman, let me take some, let me take some notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can do that and, or you can have this just be plain fun. Um, and if you say, well, Heather and Corey, I really wanted to sell these. I really wanted to sell Christmas in July. Well, you waited until the last two days, but feel free to make it a sales post if you want. As long as you use the sugar cookie marketing collab hashtag, people will engage mm-hmm. with it. And our, some collabs you'll see out there are closed to people. We're not like that. It's open to anyone, no matter if you bake sugar cookies, pies, macarons, even if you bake macaroons. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> yeah, <diet laughs> Those little coconut bombs. <laughs> uh, everyone's invited to this collab. We just suggest that you use the hashtag come that day and you make it look somewhat Christmassy. Another faux pas I see is your profile set to private. Now, I actually encourage people who partake in our collabs not to engage with accounts set to private because you've added an extra step. They now have to request to follow you. That last point, the following, is why I don't encourage them to engage with you. This is not an attempt to grow followers. It is an attempt to grow engagement and reach. So on that day, even if you're like, hey, I like keeping my account private, if you want to partake in the collab for that one day, set it to public. As soon as the day's over, go back and set it to private. Yeah, and you won't lose anything if you set it from private to public uh, and then set it back to private. Nothing's going to change. You won't lose any of your posts. Here's my one question. Sure. This is from my experience back in the day. Okay. When I set my profile from private to public, it auto let everyone who's pending follow me. No clue. No Something clue keep about in mind. that. If, you heard, if your ex-boyfriend be a request, then yeah, you might need to delete his pending request before you open it back up. True. If you Something have like a bazillion pending request of all your exes <laughs> in <Right>. Texas. <laughs> um, so that's something to keep in mind. That said, maybe this would be the time to make that business profile and not mix business with pleasure. If you're using a personal Instagram profile to grow your bakery business, I think that Zuckerberg actually doesn't want you to do that. They don't. They don't. The next thing is, Corey, Heather, I don't know what copy to use. The week of the event, we do give you some copy ideas. You can either copy and paste it. Copy the copy? Copy the copy, paste the paste. What is copy for people just hearing this? True. Copy is the caption, so the words associated with the post. So if you're doing a lemonade set, hey, squeeze the day, this is my lemonade set for this um, wedding engagement set. That Those words are what is known as copy in the industry. A lot of people refer to it as captions, so that's what we're referring to when we say copy, and we help you with the copy, so you don't have to come up with it on your own. A lot of people just copy and paste it. Uh, we would want you to tailor it a little bit to your audience and speak to them um, through your heart. <laughs> what I like to do is my hook, probably something I come up with, the, the kind of explanation of what a collab is. I'm going to steal that from you. And then probably end with my own hashtags mixed in with a little bit of trending local and business hashtags. That's smart. That's a good strategy. And then I'm going to say last but not least, but if you want to add something after this, for sure, um, comment back to every person who comments to you. Great one. Great one. Why? Because that is also engagement. When I see a post and it says they have 84 comments. It, it could be just 48 comments, but the person has commented back to somebody, but it looks like so much more engagement. It makes me want to expand the comments, comment myself, see what's so hot about this post. On that note, in your reply comment, ask a question. Bring out a conversation. Sometimes I'll um, go comment on somebody who uses the hashtag sugar cookie marketing, maybe just on a Friday or something. And I'll say, hey, really like this. I write a creative comment that is applicable to what they posted. Mm-hmm. And they'll come back, and it's awesome because they reply to me, but they'll only use, like, the praying hands emoji and the word thanks. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for replying to me. However, if you had asked me a question, I would be inclined to reply to you again. And we started get another, another, never. Sounds like your son. <laughs> Sorry. Another conversation in the comments. So you could take the 48, turn it to 84, turn it to however many, quadruple the amount of engagement if you can keep the conversations going. Now, pro tip I got this little insider info. Okay. For every comment I reply to, I actually like the comment. If I haven't replied to the comment yet, I'm not going to like it. So I know to come back. It's my own little internal registry of what I have and haven't done just yet, specifically in a club where a lot of content is being posted all at one time. I like that. Speaking of the comments, Heather knows that for one hour on collab days, I'm she can't talk to me. My, my brain's not. My brain's not. <laughs> Don't talk to her. She will not be long. The reason why is because if someone's commenting on my profile, the odds are they are still on the platform. If I respond to that comment with an engaging response, asking them a question, you can get them before they leave. They, I can get them before they leave. I love it. I love it. Versus coming back. Versus saying saving all your replies for eight hours later, everyone's done and gone. I, we're cooking dinner. Now, little tandem, just because I know that the group has Facebook Lives coming up, Heather Berkshire is teaching how to do uh, uh, gingerbread, gingerbread houses house. the week before the Cookie Club. Yes. What you can do, stay with me here, is you can take her Facebook Live where she's creating a gingerbread house in front of us. Mm-hmm. You can watch the replay. She'll leave it tagged in the event. Um, I'll leave it pinned up at the top of the group for 24 hours as well. And then you can also grab the Facebook Live spreadsheet and grab it from there. You can make one. And then on Collab Friday, that 29th, you can ask your audience, who is your local audience, do you guys want me to offer gingerbread kits this Christmas? How about gingerbread decorating class? That's a great one. Man. That's a great one. Man. And you can do that all within the last week of July. And you would have all your content for your ads, for your post, ready to go to fill seats. Heather and I charge $75 a person per class. Imagine using this collab to book every single seat come Christmas. Two years ago, it was probably the most yeah, that was work a mistake. <laughs> I've ever done. Christmas classes are so much easier to fill than every class all year long because you get a lot of families that want to have a good time. They want an experience. You've got grandmas prepping to just absolutely blow everybody out of the water when it comes to Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, kind of just everyone home out. from college. Mm-hmm. Like they want to do something fun. We've had a lot of mother daughters, father sons. They all come in because they want to do something fun while their kids home from college. So to put it in comparison, back in end of 2020, we were doing three classes a Saturday. Mm -hmm. That Christmas, we did three classes on Saturday. We did four classes on Sunday. And we had a virtual class the Friday before and probably more DIY kits than you can shake a stick at. Um, It was so much work. But that is how easy it is to offer these Christmas offerings, which is why it's something we wanted to push in this collab. Because... If you're going to offer anything this year, make it be around Christmas time and make it be holiday themed. Mm-hmm. I will say that Christmas, that just December, we made upwards of $6,000. That included zero customs. Yeah, it was all classes. All classes and DIY kits. Uh-huh. So just imagine if you wanted to make bank, if you're saying, could I do this full time? In December, you can't. <laughs> December could, could, so after December, what you're going to see is a little bit of a lull in orders, mostly a comparison of what craziness happened in December, but you could get December to allow you to generate enough income that allow you to take off almost January and February, depending on what your numbers look like. Again, it's going to be unique to your business and how much money and revenue you need to generate. 
but that is why this collab is focused on Christmas in July. Maybe it's a little bit of like hoping the weather will cool down. Hey, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, but it is a really fun collab. So Corey, transition us over to the Facebook Lives. Explain people how they can find these while I pull them up. All right, so Facebook is going through a bit of an update and you can see a lot of group updates pu um, pushing out. So some people couldn't find the events tab this morning. If you go to the top of the group, you might need to scroll. There's these little gray balloons at the top and one will say like events about you know notifications and thing like that go to the events tab it'll show you the current ones at the top and then if you scroll farther down you'll see past events and we have over how many lives over, i think we're over at 150 120 you went 150 120 115 oh <laughs> 150 120 <laughs> you're right maybe two thousand uh let me cover the facebook lives that we had this past week and then we'll jump into kind of what we're walking into this week i actually have three more facebook lives to add sweet uh one is on filming reels nice uh, we have gg williams teaching a cookie decorating class and there's one more i cannot remember but i will add it I think it was an interesting topic, too, but I'll get it up. Okay. Okay, so last week we had, oh, my, the impromptu Facebook Live 3x3x3 three by three by three Challenge Explained. Now I try to keep that really basic, but it is a great way to grow your Instagram uh, engagement, following, and followers. So uh, definitely check that one out. I promised everyone I'd do it in 30 minutes, and by George, I did. You did. I did. Uh, we had setting up Zola account for wedding orders with Jessica Wolf, who has promised us that she'd be teaching a live a month for the rest of the year. She already has them planned out. Really? She was the one who submitted the third live. Nice. So I'll add that one. Um, now, and I think hers is on airbrushing. You're going to like it. I need that one. You need that one. You do need that one. Now, today I'm teaching this exact content that we have right now, uh, the Cookie Collab Explained. For those of you who just... This is your first one. You don't know much about them, but I really want you to, again, squeeze the juice. So if you're hearing the podcast, don't worry about listening to the Facebook Live tonight. Uh, then we have Mapping Out Sets in Procreate. That is in a, uh, an Apple product. I know. I asked her a bunch of questions. I hope she gets to them in her life. She oh, said great. she would. Uh, yeah, Ananda Jenkins will be teaching that one. She's really passionate about it. Then we have on Thursday, how to set up and market a cookie camper with Mackenzie Tolan. So cute. So yeah. cute. Have you been dreaming of the cookie camper, like the gateway to uh, brick and mortar, definitely take that one. She's got the plus. It, it would be so cute at a farmers market or a vendor event to have that. That would be so cute. Adorable. I think she rents them out to weddings. I think so. Yeah. Uh, then here's the one I remembered: stencils one on one airbrushing uh, with stencils with Jessica Wolf. She is the cricket extraordinaire. She is. She's making me want one every day. Yeah, she teaches a couple classes in the Cookie College. She's going to be teaching stencils on a Cricut in the Cookie College this month. Nice. And the last one was labels with a Cricut. Nice. And that one you can take now if you're in the college. And then here's the one we just talked about, Christmas in July, Gingerbread Houses with Heather Brookshire. That will be on Monday, July 25th, um, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, probably if you click on the Facebook event, that time that Facebook tells you is going to reflect your time zone. Kind of confirms on. Uh, and then we have the Cookie Collab, uh, Christmas in July. That will be Friday, July 29th, same week as Heather Brookshire's Live, end of the week. And then we have the the basics to of designing with Canva Pro with Amy Hines. Nice. Um, so people who are on the fence about Canva are going to want to jump in on that one as well. Yeah, that's a great lineup of lives. And if you are looking at anything in your business, I, I guarantee there's a, been a live about it. Um, just scroll back through there. We said there's about 180 hours worth of lives. Um, so if you have a random 180 hours laying around, <laughs> sitting around, not sure what you want to do, but yeah, there's plenty of things. And we tell people you don't need to take every live. Just take the one that applies to your business. Best part, they're free. 
So no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. Uh, my only caveat is if the host deletes their content, there's nothing we can do about it. So definitely kind of err on the side of watching them as close to the live date as you can. Absolutely. Um, it's just We're just so thankful that anyone takes the time to offer free secrets of their business to everybody in the cookie world. Um, I'm not complaining, even if they deleted it. Thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. Amen. Uh, Heather, lead us into what is the Cookie College? I know we just referenced it a little bit um, in our last little segment, but what is it? A passion project. Blood, sweat, and tears of marketing poured into 76 marketing-related courses taught to bakers. So Corey and I sat down last year, August 31st, and we launched the Cookie College, which is a, I'm going to say it's an intermediate extension of what you get in the marketing group, the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. Uh, So if you like the content you get there and you're like, hey, I'd like to up this up just a bit, you can join the Cookie College. What you get is a private group. Now, it may sound a private group. It must be small. It is small, but we can, because it is so small, I'm actually not a rule enforcer there. I'm a knowledge resource. Um, I think I was talking to somebody today about purchasing their domain name through Square and how we're going to connect Square to Google Workspace for a custom email. Uh, we're talking about reels, trends, 30-day averages, following uh, charts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sounds crazy. Some of it's not. And some of it is, but that's all accessible to you when you join the Cookie College membership. So we have really basic courses like cleaning up your Gmail. I've cool. seen some of your Gmails. You guys gotta, you guys gotta clean that up. But with, then we have extensive courses like photography. Um, when you're selling online, the number one people, oh, not number one people to buy from you, they buying with their eyes. So we need to get our photography down. Then Heather takes us through just about everything. And while what Heather just said seemed to go over a lot of our I'm heads, sorry, I do get Karen away. She does take us step by little baby step through each course. So it's never overwhelming. And my favorite part is the courses are self-paced. So you can come down, turn it on, take a couple steps, pause me, I'll be here when you go back, and then watch again and again until you finally get it. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions as you go throughout, take it to the private Cookie College Facebook group and we will hash out the details until whatever your goal is, is reached. So to sign up for that, you would go to thecookiecollege.com is it forward slash membership or either, either one? one. <laughs> either one, because Heather's a genius like that. Um, so whichever one you can remember <laughs> is the one you need to go to. And it's $68 a month. You can sign up for a month and just dive deep, or you can take it at your own pace. Or you can d- dive in for a month and then come back and see us. We welcome people back all the time. It's it's literally my little oasis on the internet. Yeah, now you offered uh, freebies today. Tell Did us what the freebies are. Oh, guys, I got back to school done in july what is it july 12th 11th it's slurpee day it's slurpee day you can get a free slurpee today between 7 and 11 p.m oh it's the last day well that's gonna be crazy you could do it from the first to here you waited till (laughs) but i love to give away freebie photos what these photos do is you can take my photos my props my photography my editing use them to see if you can make sales before you even lift a finger if you have 10 people say yeah i'd buy from that then go get those little target apples if you know, you know. If you don't know, you need to just search Target Apples because they're the new Target crates of July. <laughs> if you have any Target crates over from the last hype, use them in the Christmas in July. I have two left. And you, my neighbors are going to both get one. Well, that's a good yeah. one. They also both mowing your lawn for some unknown reason. I mowed both of their lawns yesterday. Oh, nice. I did. Where'd you get a mower from? Oh, my husband. <laughs> He has a mower? No, he has a... You're taking a pair of scissors out there and turn <laughs> No, he has the... What is the... Edger? Yeah, an edger. You just flipped it on his side and just went That's down? That's what he always does. Oh, how funny. Yeah. How funny. Only Nate. Okay, so that takes us through our 
topic today, which is a solid one. It's almost like a low-hanging marketing freebie. I mean, you will have to make a Christmas in July thing. Um, frankly, if you had something from last year, you could use that post from last year if you plan to offer it again this year. How easy is it? You don't even have to lift a finger. You just have to go through your files and find the old the old, the old picture, yeah, and just repost it. You don't have to do much work. Yeah, crazy. I know. I think it's like a great idea. Okay, let's just give over to the sponsors while I get the voicemails teed up. Corey, if you'll introduce us to our sponsor. Okay, our first sponsor is a meringue powder, and this meringue powder is awesome. I swear <laughs> Thank by you it. For that pitch. <laughs> I love it. I was just using it this weekend. I said, I love you. I love you. Um, but it is a meringue powder by by Bakety Bake, and it's called Royal Batch. I get those names confused every single time, but it is amazing. It already has three ingredients in it, which is corn syrup, uh, white food coloring, and vanilla extract, so you can save money on those. But she is a baker in Idaho, and you can go to bakeytybakeidaho.com, and if you use the code TWINS at checkout, you save 10%. But this meringue powder, it's silky smooth, which is awesome. It feels like you get so much more icing in every time you use a two-pound bag. I feel like it's like, you know, never-ending. Like, it just keeps filling up. It doesn't. Okay. I run out. But it's Can definitely I get that just going on my gas tank? Yeah, right? It's definitely a game changer. So highly recommend. Check it out. If you go to the baking group, you can see people's um, success that they've had with it. I love it. Next up is castiron.me. That's our website. So it's a dot .me, not a dot .com. Cast Iron is awesome websites for foodpreneurs so they say it's by bakers for bakers it gets you off the ground running if you're in a slow time in your business which most of us are in july this would be a great little project to get launched just in time for back to school so you can take those online orders i know that paypal is making major changes uh, if you use paypal for both business and personal mm -hmm. no longer coming soon to a paypal near you yeah they're going to force you to create two accounts it's kind of frustrating to always be at the whim of whatever paypal says so what you can do is you can kind of switch over to cast iron which uses a different more solid payment processor everything is organized you're not chasing payment you're not chasing um, order details it's all in a really nice interface a dashboard and it is free to get started with them so go check them out at castiron.me the next and last but not least is eduardo it is eddie the edible food printer and this is a direct to food printer so not wafer paper not sugar sheets this is printing right on the top of your royal icing buttercream cheese uh goldfish Chips. mentos <laughs> people yeah. have pushed him max Huh? Max. Macaron shells. People have really pushed him, and he is a great investment into your business if you're looking at adding something special. He's a time saver because you're not busting out your airbrush and your stencils. Um, you can find the images online, and they have the ability where you can spend an hour with someone from Primera, the company that owns Eddie, and you can learn all about them. So the do's and the don'ts, how to navigate the software, and how to get to printing. Um, so they have their own Eddie users group, and I think it's Eddie the Edible Printer users group mm -hmm. on Facebook. Join that. You're going to see the the pluses, the minuses, um, people's struggles, but a lot of people's wins there, and you can see if he's right for you. I really like him. Should we make our announcement? Just a little teaser. A little teaser. I'll allow it. Okay, go ahead. No, you do it. I'm giving away Eddie. That's not a teaser. Oh, we're not. We we're might be. Eddie. We're giving away an Eddie and a year at the Cookie College. So me and Heather, we're coming up on two years. Of Sugar Cookie Marketing Of group. Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. Feels like it was just yesterday. Feels Those like groups grow up so bad. So last year we did a full day of giveaways. So we said, how can we top a full day of giveaways? And it Straight was for the jugular. Yeah. Giving away an Eddie 
printer. Someone and a year in the cookie contest. And a year in the Together, cookie Together, you get one person gets both. You're set up for success, man. <laughs> I think it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have the details coming out closer to the two-year anniversary. But guys, I'm going to be entering this myself. It's an Eddie. <laughs> and I hope I win. <laughs> That's really neat. So, okay, let's jump in to our uh, voicemail. Okay, real quick caveat. Selena, you left a voicemail. However, it cut out so much that we couldn't actually hear your question. If you want to call back in or text in, we'll happy we'll be happy to answer that. But for now, we just have the one. Hi, Heather and Corey. This is Marie Elliott from Mama's Sleep Blessing. And I have a question. So, you know, in the planner section of the Facebook app, it suggests certain times for you to post based off when your followers are online, I guess. My question is, are those times focused on Facebook or Instagram? And are those pictures or reels or whatnot? Um, I ask because I feel like mine is super late in the evening. Mine is like 7 o'clock and sometimes it's 9 o'clock at night. And I don't mind posting that late at night, but I feel like I'm missing anybody that gets on there in the daytime so um if you have any insights into that uh, i really appreciate it thanks for all you do and really love the podcast bye okay marie has a great question let me summarize it facebook has a feature sometimes you can find it sometimes you can't Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're in the new page experience, you cannot find it. Uh, Heather Brookshire and I were working on this. Cannot find it. If you're still in the old page experience, you can find an actual chart. Uh, what Heather and I determined was that the new page experience is forcing you to use Planner to know when your audience is most active. Because uh, it'll tell you in Planner. 8 p.m. is when your audience is most active. Do you want to schedule a post? However, old page experience, which most of us are still in, there is a chart that says most of your audience is active on this day at this time. Now, what Marie's experiencing is what a lot of us experience is that later in the day is when our audience is most online. Why is that valuable information? Corey, it is valuable because you want to post when people are online ready to consume information. That is when you get more eyes on the prize, more opportunity for engagement, and more opportunity to end up in more feeds because of that engagement. If I post at two in the morning, which I did because one night I could not sleep, and I was like, yeah, I'll just get the post out of the way. Do you think that post did good? I think it did less better than it could have. It did horrendous. Here's my, my little personal opinion when it comes to posting the Facebook pages. I don't think it matters. I think when your audience is pretty petite, that kind of guesstimate is only a couple accounts off every hour. Mm -hmm. So I find that even on Sugar Cookie Marketing, where we have 5,000 followers or likes or whatever, 7,000 versus, you know, the thing thing, it's like 76 versus 78 uh, accounts. So what I've been doing, if you guys want to pay attention to it, on the Sugar Cookie Marketing page, I use Facebook Planner to post almost every day at 10 a.m. Should I change the time around? Supposedly. But I I just want to make sure something goes up. Now, based on the performance of those, remember that they all go up at 10 a.m. There is no consistency in performance. If it's a really funny meme, it does astronomically. If it's an if it's educational, educational, it just falls straight <laughs> on his face. Uh, so what I find, Mary, don't stress yourself about it. Mm-hmm. Um, consistency over time of day. That's going to be my challenge. I'd rather you post every day at 6 p.m. than have you post once a week at the time your audience is active. Right. 
uh, I think we're a little bit on the small side, a lot of our businesses, for this to be a huge factor. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe I'll say a little bit different if it comes to Instagram and Reels. I don't think that the report on Facebook is showing you when your Instagram audience is most active. I think it is showing you Facebook user accounts right now. Um, I think that this feature is going away. If it isn't going away, it often disappears. Uh, but when you can find it, I'd almost not stress yourself too much, as long as you can consistently post. Um, and you can use Facebook's Planner app, which is, um, I think it's now in the Meta Business Suite area. Mm -hmm. You can use that to schedule a post at 10 a.m. You can do it at 12 p.m. and then 6 p.m. And then repeat that and see which one kind of along the same lines of content. Mm -hmm. Now, don't post a meme at 10 a.m. and it does well because memes just perform and then be be like, oh, 10 a.m. is my new time. Yeah. You'd almost have to say, take educational content. And I'd have to post it at those three different time uh, zones to see which one truly performs with that content. Yes. And your audience is different than other people's audience. So when people are like, when's the best time to post? It, it depends on your audience. Um, oh, you can't compare apples to oranges. And then now uh, consider this. I log into Facebook the other day. There's a post in my feed. So I'm not, on the, I'm not in any group on my feed. I click on the three dots for whatever reason. At the bottom, it says manage feed. At the, so I click manage feed and it says, hey, we're trying something new. This is Facebook. It says we're letting you have more control over what you see and how you see it. Um, so keep in mind, Facebook's been testing chronological order. Mm -hmm. That's when time would actually matter. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the days when Instagram was chronological, you would want to post when your audience was truly most active because that's how you showed up in feed. Yeah. Now that we have engagement trends and reach trends, almost time is less of a factor. I'm not going to say it's a zero, uh, zero factor. I'm going to say it does have some weight, but it's a lot less important than when chronological feeds prevailed. Couldn't agree anymore. So that leads us to... Twinterest. Are you twinning or winning this week in anything interesting? I have done a deep study of toilets and fuse boxes. Oh, I Heather Heather messed with her car. I made car a mistake. <laughs> and then the AC stopped. I but made then a mistake. In the hottest day of the week, last week, she said, Corey, come and hold a light for me. So she could replace every fuse that this car had. It worked. And she didn't want to go anywhere. She wanted to figure it out on herself because she's hard-headed. I didn't want to take it to mechanic shop. I wanted to. I wanted to sleep in the bed I that I made at a mechanic shop, home on the couch, watching Frasier. No, I was a buffet to mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of bug bites I have on my shoulder and elbow is outrageous. But I swear, we were driving Heather's car to lunch today, and it kept locking. And she That's said, "No, not, I think it was, it was my zipper, zipper hitting was... the door." I'm a mechanic now. <laughs> I also okay. So there was a small leak. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm a plumber and electrician now. Buckle up. There's a small leak in the toilet. Could you call a plumber? Yes. 200 bucks probably. Or I said, Heather, it's a commode. They've been around since like what? The 1800s? You can re you can Google. There's a billion men mansplaining exactly how to change a fill valve. So I order. Of course, I ordered the wrong one. I return oh, yeah. it. I go to the, get the right one. I'm in Walmart. I'm in the tool section. Me and these men. We're all just looking at the wall as if the, <laughs> the tool we need is going to jump out. Is everyone out on, on their phone Googling? <laughs> No, he had too much pride. He was like sighing a lot. But we were just sweet. It was like a little, a little Zumba little dance. song and dance. Yeah, I was like, "Can I get over there?" He's like, "Sure." I was like, "Can I get back over there?" Because I think what I needed was over there. I, I go. It's in the middle of the night. You know how you're sweating because you're like, if this doesn't work, yeah. it's going to be problematic. Yes. I said, Heather, your ego is way too big. You get on that floor. You mop up that weird back of the commode water. Is it clean? Is it dirty? We don't know. And you're going to replace that fill valve, which I did. I did. It works perfectly. And then I told my grandmother about it. And she said, can you replace mine? So it's going to be 200 bucks. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> so fuses 
and fill valves. It's been my week. So no, Heather retires from marketing. She has a, a job, two jobs lined up. Join the electrician college at electrician college. <laughs> uh, interesting for me. Well, someone in the baking group did post a airbrush gun that you can just the gun part. That's the thing that breaks the most often. Hmm. They get clogged. You curse at it too much and it starts crying. There's we all it have just, feelings, yeah. including airbrush guns. <laughs> it can just go south fast. But you don't want to buy a whole new gun. And a lot of times, if you buy from the place that you bought the actual you have to buy machine, the whole unit. you have to buy the unit, or the gun is a bit more expensive. Someone in the baking group, because we do have a baking group with the sugar cookie marketing, um, it's called Baking with Sugar Cookie Marketing, posted, hey, on Amazon, you can buy this gun for $15. That's fifteen bucks, and it, and it goes still not cheap, though. but most of them are thirty. What? So you get a half. Yeah. Off. So you can buy two. <laughs> oh, nice! And Is that how often they break? I guess for me, yes. <laughs> you still need to learn the Grex one. I know. Time, I just don't have it. <laughs> okay, so we've covered our talking point collapse. We've gone through our awesome sponsors who, frankly, keep this podcast free for you guys. Yeah. Then we've jumped into the Cookie College, which frankly keeps this podcast free for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> then we've gone to Twintrest, Mailbag. I've not seen anything around Corey. Gosh, not a letter was ever It didn't even cross up. my mind. Not How once. How can we get you to go Someone to Someone send mailbox. something sweet there because it will guarantee I will go. When, yeah. Whoever sends sweet things, they keep following up, and it really gets Corey's butt over to the I, I have a store. sweet tooth. Heather knows I go to nothing but Corey cakes. had a bunt cake for That's breakfast. your Twinterest, man. <laughs> What's your favorite top three flavors at nothing? So if you haven't been to a nothing bunt cakes, you're it is a franchise. <laughs> what? You're missing out. <laughs> Don't start. You'll be addicted. So they have the large birthday cake size. Then they have like a personal pan pizza size. Then they have the buntinis, which is... There's buntlets, buntinis. Oh. Buntlet is the one we get. Buntinis okay. are the tiny ones. And then what's the big kind? Bunt daddy. Bunt? I don't know. <laughs> so you have been absolutely addicted to the buntlet. The buntlet. The mid guy. The middle guy, which you could almost knock one out. It has a cream cheese frosting, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And the way that the bundt cake is prepared is it makes it pretty moist throughout. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's just, just disgustingly good. So you typically get get us the top three flavors. Okay. I really do like, you cannot go wrong with classic vanilla. That is a go-to. Love to add that to my order. Confetti is birthday cake. So the confetti birthday cake. Um, So good. That's my second favorite. And then the third favorite really has been moving up the ranks for me is Snickerdoodle. (laughs) Corey, you're outrageous. You had one for breakfast. I had one for breakfast. Red Velvet? I gotta stand up for my boy. Okay, Red Velvet used to be on my list. But I have replaced him. With Snick Dude? Snick Dude. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Snick Dude has a little bit of like a crunch on top. Which did Ashley get Snick Dude last time? Because she said there is a crunch. Yeah, the little crunch on top. Can you top. bring me some on Saturday? Can you bring us all a Snickerdoodle on Saturday? We're probably all going to go to get them on Saturday. I, know, I don't like going into the store. I'll go. If you drop me off, I'll go in. I don't even like driving to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to go. But the, someone just posted in our little local group that the one in Woodbridge opens on Friday. Okay, listen, man. you got to pace yourself, brother. you got to slow Help your me. roll. I mean, but you truly find an intrinsic joy, joy from a bunk cake. There's always a bunt in the fridge, and my husband loves to be like, oh, I can't wait to eat that bunt later. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like it'll be really nice for you. <laughs> Is that our entire podcast? Let's just recap. We talked about the marketing. This message. is your second intro. recap, man. Um, okay. The, uh, the, the recording software keeps freezing, and I kind of forget what I said. <laughs> Go ahead and recap for the fourth time. I was going to say, I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but if it was like you, it must have been a bunt. <laughs> oh, you lucky you. <laughs> but we talked about the Twinterest, the 
the collabs, voicemails. You guys can text into the voicemail. You guys can call into the voicemail. Um, Selena, resubmit your voicemail. Just so you're, in, I think, in a bad area. Uh, we talked about the cookie college. And I think that brings us to the end of this. I actually got to clear you guys out so I can teach a Facebook Live on what you just covered. I'm glad Can't I wait to, to listen to it on my ride home. To the bun store. To the bun place. <laughs> okay, kids. We'll see you again next week for the Baking It Down podcast with Sugar Cookie Market. Bye. Bye. <laughs>